0: Welcome to The Quad, CCB's sport podcast. I'm Simon Hill, Deputy Head at Christ College, and I'm delighted that you've joined us as we discuss all the latest sports news at the school. We'll cover global sporting issues and also spend time with invited guests, all of whom have specialisms or interest in the world of sport. This is The Quad.
1: Good afternoon everybody. I'm just going to welcome you all. Thank you very much for joining us today to uh, the first Christ College Brecon podcast. And it's the sports podcast that we're going to look at today. And um, it's the first one that's ever been done. So you're part of kind of something which is quite historic. And and I'm just going to kind of give you a bit of an intro to how and why we're going to call it what we're going to call it. Um, So the, the podcast is going to be called The Quad. And there's a bit of a reason why it's going to be called The Quad that years ago at Christ College there was a paper that was sold in Henry's for 10 pence every week about sports results and news that was happening in Christ College and it was called the Quad. And therefore um, when I kind of floated the idea about doing the podcast some of the uh, Obraconians said it's a fantastic idea and it actually kind of resonated with them that they used to get their news every week from the Quad. Um, but hey, 21st century and all that, and we are now obviously getting our news totally different ways. And, and the idea popped into my head about making um, a podcast and keeping everybody up to, to speed, if you like, um, with what, what happens at Christ College. So firstly, what I'd like to do, I'm going to introduce you all. You don't have to say anything yet, but you're going to be the regular casting, uh, podcasting team. Um, and then I might in a bit ask you a little bit to say a little bit about yourselves just what A-levels you do, what your favourite sports are, and maybe the sports that you represent school at. So, um, I know we've got Meg, we've got Jack, Ollie, Liv, Dan, Katie, Alex, and Annabelle. And a very special guest here for our very first podcast, Deputy Head, Mr. Hill. Um, So, I don't know guys if you want to jump in. I'm not going to kind of introduce you specifically. So, first one to the mic, who are you? What A-Levels do you, what are your favourite awards, and what kind of do you do at Christ College? <clears throat>
2: uh, my name is Ollie Rose, uh, I take four A-Levels, Chemistry, Biology, Physics, and BTEC Sport with Mr Patterson. My favourite sport is definitely rugby, and I'm pretty much obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, play played first 15, just recovering from an injury now, so getting back into it. Good stuff, the... yeah, good, good choice of subject as well there, I like that, well done. Who's next? Come on then,
1: guys. Next one to the mic.
3: Oh okay, um, my name's Liv and my subjects are History, English and Psychology and I do netball and hockey.
4: I really like Steph, hockey. nice. Thanks Liv. Uh, I'm Dan, I do Chemistry, Biology and Sport and I play in the first 15 as the nine.
3: Bro? Um, I'm Katie, I take History, English, Lit and Biology and I play hockey and netball in school.
2: Awesome.
3: I'm Alex, I take Biology, BTEC Sport and Photography I play netball, hockey, and cricket. Um, I'm Annabelle. I take psychology, uh, business, and religious studies, and I'm goalkeeper for the first 15.
1: Awesome, that's
3: well. Uh, I'm Meg. I take business, photography, and psychology, and I play hockey at school, captain of the first 15.
5: I'm Jack. I really love my sports. I've played. A lot of cricket, football, especially athletics, so this winter I'm looking forward to representing the school in cross-country.
1: Yeah, great, we've got a cross-country fixture this week actually, Jack, on Thursday, which we'll talk a little bit about as I do the roundup for uh, for the week. Um, and just to give you a bit of an insight into what the sports podcast is going to do, we're going to do things like sports roundups, uh, weekly results, weekly point scorers and tri-scorers, uh, maybe individual athlete news, so guys who've gone off and done individual um, competitions, we'll talk about that. Uh, players in the match, coaches reports etc etc. Um, from time to time we're going to get some special guests which uh, will join us so we won't have them every week but they might be coaches, they might be teachers of the school, um, they might be kind of first 15, first 11 captains that come in and talk to us uh, just about their sports and experiences and I'm very pleased that Mr Hill has decided to be here today for our first one. Um, so, I thought we kind of do a lot, there's a lot to catch up on. You know, this is the first, we've been back three weeks now, and this is the first um, time we've got to catch up about the results. So, we're gonna kind of go through what's happened in the first three weeks of Christ College Sport. Um, talk about some results, and if you have played in any of those games, you might wanna chip in with, with kind of what experience you had. Um, but I'm gonna kind of go through, it's been a very busy first three weeks. Um, so, hockey to begin with, they've had kind of lots of fixtures, um, since the beginning of pre-season, um, you played St. Luke's College. Yeah, I think they came. Did, was the score 5-2? Yeah, 5-2. Five five, two. Five, two quite tricky. Okay, and I don't know what St. Luke's were like. Were
3: they good? Uh, yeah, it was a really hard game. They were a strong side, but to be fair, we learned a lot from it, which we've used in training now. Like, we had to do a very defensive side because they... They just gave really fast passes and stuff, so it was all about defence. What, so you t- on the
1: back foot all the time in that game. You know, you we got two goals. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: we did push through, but like there was a lot more trying to tackle and get the ball Physical. Off, yeah, yeah. It was more physical. So That's it, good. It's, yeah. not, it's nice
1: maybe to start the season off with a physical, yeah. physical fixture like that. Chatham Ladies. Liv, you playing the Chatham Lady game? I did not. Uh, 1 0, we lost that one. That's quite yeah. frustrating. They're
3: always hard. Yeah, so they always a very strong. It was a close To be game. fair, we had quite a few of our teammates missing. So we played with only 12 players. So it was a very like fitness Yeah, yeah, day, yeah, sure. A lot of running. When did you concede? Did you
1: concede? Off. You conceded in the second half, didn't the you? In the second you? half,
3: straight, straight after, after, after the second after. half. It just caught us off guard. Yeah. We really prepared. And I, I remember Miss
1: Hardman coming back. She yeah. was... <laughs> the human. I don't know what
3: happened. <laughs> it just slipped through. The Challenge Ladies,
1: I think we kind of usually beat them. They're always tough games. Yeah. But I think we'd like to think that we, we could kind of look, turn that one around. But the seconds... They didn't. They won 2 1 against Chatham Ladies College, which um, which was great. Good start for them. Then we've had um, Kings Gloucester for the first. Oh, sorry, seconds. That was on Saturday just gone, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we won that one two one. 2 1, or was it a loss? I think it was a loss, wasn't it? 2 1 loss, lost, Yeah. I think, to Kings Gloucester. Um, just going through then, that Chatham Ladies kind of block, our under 15s won. And Mr. Hill, I know you were team manager of that under 15s. Can you re- think back? I can. How how was it? Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a good game. And to be honest, we went in slightly undercooked and uh, feared the worst. But as the game went on, we became the better side. And the result was a fair reflection of the game. Um, And then we've got
1: the under-14s who played Cheltenham's ladies that day as well. And they lost, so 1-0. So it's really kind of good block fixture, that one. I think if we're looking at where we pitch ourselves, we usually kind of um, have really competitive games against Cheltenham. On that same day... Our under-13s went over to Llandowry and um, they had a great victory. They, they won 2-1 um, in, that, in that game and obviously we'll play Llandowry quite a few times throughout the year so we're, uh, we're looking forward to those fixtures as always. Right, rugby. They again have had a busy start to the year. Um, Ollie, I don't know if you remember, oh, and, and Dan, I know Ollie you were watching the first game against Malvern. 33-12 win. Good Didn't game. I'm, good game? Good game. Very good game. Great yeah.
4: performance for the whole team yeah. it was. Good, strong performance. Um, was yeah. it when you expected to kind of win so comfortably, or was it? Um, I don't think so. Well, the year previous, it was a closer game, 5-0 to us, one try in it. So, beating them this year, 33-12, it was a quite a good improvement. Didn't have our strongest side out. I don't think. With a couple of injuries, I got it here, yeah, and know conquer. Plus, it was our first game of the season, all a bit rusty, so it was quite nice to get a yeah, sure. good one under the belt, really.
2: Yeah. Great, great for... Bonding the whole team together as well, obviously got a lot of new lads in, uh, scholars. So yeah, good to get. It's out great to, to start out. the season off
1: with a victory like that as well, isn't it? A comprehensive one, and, and and it kind of just solidifies and kind of puts a kind of rubber stamp on what you've done over pre-season. So, and then we moved on from that to uh, Saint Luke's, um, who toured the same time. It was a bit of a kind of hit and miss game that one, where there was. You know, we had to play maybe thirteen men because they only turned up with thirteen. So I, I don't really think that we as a as a squad could get much out of that one. Um, and then this week just passed, uh, we had good victory against Reville, um at home here,
4: and Hereford Sixth one College away. Dan, which one were you in there? I was in the Hereford game, which
2: was quite a good competition. Yeah, they had a, they had a strong, they had a decently strong side, and you know we went in a bit rusty. Uh, no, it wasn't the best performance I would say, yeah. but it was. It was pretty solid, they, were, they had good defence I and mean, we just kept it with them It's apart. good as
1: well, I think quite, you know, quite a few of Christ College pupils have moved to go to Hereford Sixth Form College, so it's nice to kind of play them and, and kind of get back and see them and also really good to kind of beat our
4: rivals as well, as Yeah, it? well it, made, it meant quite a lot to a couple of the lads, like yeah. Matt Price, so it was when we really wanted to win, I yeah, think. Um, we could have We left a couple of tries out there, which is a bit annoying, I reckon, we could have got to 50 points. But no, it was a good performance. Save that for another day, then. Fruit kicking boots on, Ah Reese
1: Pearson, yeah, yeah. He's missed <laughs> a few kicks? <laughs> um, and then um, the game at home here was against Evel. and that was the first league fixture um, of of the year. And that was quite a comprehensive win for the for the guys on here. I think they uh, they really kind of performed well there, and the score the score line suggests that. Um, then the seconds they've had a great start to the year Malvern um they beat them 13-12 and i think back to last year when the seconds played Malvern um, i think they got kind of they were on the back end of quite a bit of a thumping so that was a really good turnaround um, for, for the seconds and i know that lots of the seconds lads were involved um, with the game against st luke's um going through the, the kind of rest of the year groups under 16s and um, they've had their fixture this year it was this weekend actually and we went went down to Blundell's and um, the under 16s Play, played played Blundells and won 17-12 that was a really good result um Blundells are a really big school so uh, for us to compete with them was great um under 15s you know they've had a tough start they played they lost to Malvern 15-12 but just to kind of caveat that a little bit last year they lost to Malvern by a lot more so that was a really good kind of turnaround. and again Blundells um, they they kind of they battled hard but they they lost by about 30 points um, to, to Blundels uh, Under 14s, um, they've lost to Malvern and Blundels as well. Um, and then we got down the under 13s, they played the Downs-Malvern. That was a great game. Lots of the little year sevens. It was brilliant to watch them playing in their first ever game of rugby and how excited they were. I remember one of them, um, I think it was Monty speaking to his dad and he said, he'd been up since six o'clock. He was really, really excited for his uh, for his game. And they won 55-30. So they were really, really happy. Um, and then um, yeah, so the great, great fixture against the Downs, and uh, I think that kind of summarizes the, the fixtures to date. Lots of things have been going on, I know, oh, I think you've got a bit of a match report from the end of 15's um, match Yeah. Mr. Thompson.
2: Yeah, so, uh, Malvern won the toss and to play uh, the just played downhill, first five minutes went really well for them, they scored uh, twice, uh, and they were really organized, uh, apparently they were much better warmed up uh, than our boys. Uh, Then after that, uh, the CCB were outscoring them in the second half. So it was a really uh, turning the game. Uh, It was a massive improvement from last year. Uh, I know, as you said, they got on the uh, the wrong end of a big 50-0 thumping uh, and the game stopped early. Uh, Mr. Thompson said he was really pleased. Um, uh, Six-star players, actually. Uh, The three new boys, Lloyd Conker, Sam Swales, and Alfie Rainbird all played really well. Uh, But the whole front row... All from row, said, played really, really good with uh, Ollie Davis, Oli DT and Jason Lee being star players. Uh, excellent. It's always great to have a solid, solid front row as well. Um, forwards obviously win the matches, don't they? Yeah,
1: as, uh, as uh, you guys will testify to. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Thanks, all, And hopefully that will become a feature each week that we'll have a match report um, from one of the coaches just to kind of gauge a sense of how, how well they've played. So, um, and that probably summarises all of the, the results over the first three weeks. The next kind of feature that we'll talk about each week on the, on the podcast is um, is kind of having a countdown to the top 10 sportsmen and women of all time. And the panel here have voted on uh, on who their their top 10 have been. And we're going to give the people and the, the listeners a chance to vote on that as well. So then over the next few weeks, we can keep a track to see who is kind of going up in the rankings and, and down in the rankings. But your guys, you, you guys, your... Top 10 is is kind of locked in now. And we're going to count them down each week and go from 10 to 1 over the next um, 10, 10 kind of podcasts. So coming in at number 10 of the all-time uh, sportsmen and women was an athlete called Simone Biles. Does anybody know anything about Simone Biles? Gymnast. Gymnast. Very small. Very small. Four <laughs> foot nine. Um, and she is... Amazing athlete. She's from the, um, from the United States um, and she's quite possibly the best gymnast that has ever lived, ever lived. And uh, Mrs. Patterson loves her gymnastics and she thinks that she is the best that has ever lived. And just to kind of give you a little bit of background about, um, about her, um, she's been doing gymnastics since the age of six. Um, she was adopted by her grandparents um, and she has had the same coach since she was eight. And that's kind, kind of, kind of unique in the world of sport to have the same coach since you were eight years old, as, as you've gone through your sports uh, And can anybody got the same coaches that you had when you were really, really small? No, well, pretty much actually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In what? what in, well, uh,
2: uh, well, my club rugby coach. Uh, he's not. He stopped, uh, literally just now. But yeah, I've had him since I was six or seven. Yeah, still seven. going. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it is. It is quite unique though to have that person around, and um, she's
1: obviously gone to Olympics and World Championships, and and to have the same coach is is rather unique. Um, She was born in 1997, and she was a great little fact about her. At the Rio Olympics, she was the shortest athlete in the camp. Um, She stands at just four feet nine inches tall, and she was the shortest out of all 555 athletes. Um, So, she's 24. Uh, she's actually made lots of history. Um, she's the first female gymnast to win three gold medals um, all-round titles in a row. She's also the first black gymnast to become all-world-around a champion. Um, she has copious amounts of Olympic gold medals. Um, she, at the Olympic Games in 2016 in Rio, she earned five medals, four of them which were gold and one which were bronze. And I think she's kind of really etched herself in the... Kind of world rankings, if you like, as, as top-level sports, um, sports a- athletes. Um, she's got the most med world medals out of any gymnast. Um, most girl- gold world-, world medals as well, at 19. Um, she's really kind of rack- racking them up. I think she kind of has that rightful place. I don't know what you guys think. Do you think she deserving to be in the top 10? Obviously, you guys have voted on it. So, you, so most some of you, or some of you, do think that. Um, but do you think kind of top ten? do you think she should be higher? do you think she should be lower? do you think that's pretty pretty excellent you know to be the best gymnast of all time? I think it's important that a gymnast
4: somewhere in there in that top ten Dan yeah. you're smiling at well, me. well growing up obviously you watching the olympics and the and all the other competitions and I think as I've watched it growing up, she's always been there and I obviously didn't realize it at the time but Scrolling, I think it must be 10 years now she's been competing, and I think to be a great athlete, you've got to be there for quite a while. So, absolutely, you think about the mat training she has to do,
1: it must be ridiculous,
4: especially
5: with a sport like gymnastics. Absolutely, so like physical, a lot of determination, just perseverance to be on your own in the gym. You know, in rugby, you've got the camaraderie with the team, like in football, but. Definitely, gymnastics. It must be really imagine thinking about the mental struggles as well that you go through in gymnastics as well. It must
1: be a really kind of mental, mentally tough sport. To be be best ever lived gymnast, I think that's quite an achievement. Yeah, it's quite exciting. It is impressive, isn't it? It's quite, and it really is exciting. I think she definitely deserves a place in the top ten, and and well done for voting her in there. Um, Good stuff, everybody. Right, next part is very exciting. I'm going to hand over to Jack actually, because Jack's prepared a few questions for our special guest today, Mr. Hill, and he's smiling nicely next to me, and uh, I know he's excited for this uh, this part. Know. So I'm going to hand over to Jack, and everybody else feel free to fire some questions in if uh, if you if you want. Yes, I think it'd be
5: really interesting to just learn a bit more about you know your sport. We know you we love your sport. Um, I think personally, I'd really like to know who was your sporting idol growing up.
0: Favourite uh, sportsman or woman? Gosh, growing up, um, oh, thanks for having me, first of all, really nice to be here. Um, growing up, cricket was my thing. Ian Botham, therefore, would have been at the top of the table for that, um, a hero in many ways. Um, and who's Ian Botham,
1: Mr. Hell? Sorry. I, yeah. Who
0: is he? <laughs> Ian Botham, uh, in England all rounder for a while. He was the leading wicket taker for England. Uh, he retired in 1992, so a little way. Some away of our
1: younger it. listeners actually might know. Another Botham, Dan. Do you know another Botham who's actually yeah. related to Ian Botham? Is it James Botham. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Absolutely, actually. yeah, he plays for Cardiff. It's his grandson. Oh, okay. I think it's it is, it is his grandson, mm-hmm. not his son. That's right, He's no, it's his grandson. His, his, grandson
0: his son played for uh, Hampshire and Seconds, he, seconds and Cricket And league. he also he played, played rugby for Cardiff as well. Rugby oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. A, Botham's
1: a very, very good player. Yeah, so that's... that's um. Ian it's a sporting dynasty, but cricket
0: was my thing, and I just still love cricket. But obviously, don't play anymore. Um, but always looked up to someone like that, and was lucky enough to to see him play quite a few times.
5: In terms of CCB, what's your proudest memory of sporting Christ College? What's that one moment where you think, where you thought, you know what, that was really special? You really enjoyed seeing Uh, the team do well yeah there's a
0: few well I I love seeing all the teams do well even this term reflecting on the results that we've just heard fantastic uh, memories individual performances Um, I I start at the bottom actually I enjoy the house matches surprisingly important to even us teachers and I don't care ultimately which house wins why would I but I love the passion and the, the leadership that's shown, and I uh, love seeing the new pupils come through and want to play for Donny. They're great fun, aren't they? Uh, uh, in fact, just we just had some great. house matches in our
1: first week back, and we had house hockey, and we had house rugby, and, <laughs> and it's an amiss of me to not mention them. And I don't know if the girls want to kick us off and say actually who the Winter The Winter, Winter, Winter beat Donnie's and yeah. Mrs. Patterson was dancing was so all good. night. Does yeah. that usually happen, girls? Not usually. Ah. Donnie's
3: were all chatting all of this just before the game and
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> it there was no follow through, was there? No, they were all talk. We and were I, talking a big talk. You were talking a massive
3: talk. Yeah, yeah. we thought we had
1: yeah. in the back. And yeah. then, But then didn't it flip for the juniors? I think the juniors yeah. Donny's, yeah. flipped, Donnie's won. Talking the junior section there and the rugby obviously schoolhouse one yes obviously obviously. School. <laughs> that's yeah. very unfair we've got no winner from Orchard here yeah. to wrap up Orchard, I'm an Orchard, well, Orchard well, it through they
3: started off they scored first didn't Yeah, we we're not, looking we're good at the start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so that's not that's interesting so the house matches are kind of yeah know, I feel like I started <laughs> no, I, know, it's, I just back yeah. the way but Absolutely. you can
0: just sense the, the passion around this table and that's exactly the passion I used to feel when I was in your shoes and uh, to some extent feel when I'm watching as well and I love that the fact that it brings people together and there's more talk after a house match than there probably is after a school match so for me it's just seeing a happy house play well for each other that's what does it. For that's me. great yeah I agree I think the house actually it was really refreshing actually
5: coming to a new school and just seeing the competition between the houses it was nice to get involved and cheer on my team and, and be, be part me. of it I guess yeah, and yeah be part absolutely. of it even though the result was didn't Against go our way. Like I thought Next, it. next, I really next it. year Jack <laughs> next year next year yeah. So then my last and final question would be, looking to the future, we've looked at the past, what would be the sporting occasion you're most looking forward to? It could be in school or out of school, it could be a tournament or a specific game, what are you really looking forward to?
0: Yeah, sadly not uh, playing so much anymore. The the older you get, the less you play and I still relish any competition, so at the moment it's, it's golf, I love for... Love competitive golf and uh, skiing, uh, although that's not exactly competitive. Uh, the other, I have to sort of live in my memories for that. So the things I'm looking forward to are the things I used to enjoy playing. I'd love to see uh, um, some good international rugby coming out, the Autumn Internationals. Can't wait for another Rugby World Cup final next year. Won't it be fun to even attend one of those? I achieved uh, one of my sort of bucket list things uh, a few years ago into the Hong Kong Sevens to watch the rugby out there absolutely loved it and uh, whilst you should only do those bucket lists once it's one that I want to go and do again Um, so there's a a few little goals uh, but I think uh, retirement will be full of watching sport I've already got a little timetable together let's hope it's a long happy and healthy retirement so I can actually uh, achieve that
2: that's awesome thank you has anyone else got
0: any questions for Mr Hill?
2: Oh, what sport did you used to play,
0: actually? Yeah, so it was as a schoolboy, uh, cricket and rugby. I, and I played cool. a lot of that. No, uh, very much in my own school uh, back at Eastbourne down in, uh, on the south coast. So loved all of that uh, sport. Got into golf relatively late, knowing it was a sport that I wanted to take through to old age. You know, you pretty much realise that rugby is very short term and uh, it really is in the distant past. Even cricket these days is harder. Um, but, um, yeah, golf was picked up and then skiing with the family. Uh, you could say I'd rather spend a day on the ski slopes than on the beach.
1: Definitely. Sure. Mr Hill is doing himself a bit of disservice there. He is a very good golfer. Very good golfer, I can, yeah. test, I can testify to that for you sure.
4: Youth. Any youth. Any other questions before... Uh, come on, And what, what rugby fixture
0: are you looking forward to most then? In terms of rugby, I want to play Harrow on their turf. I'm actually beat them. just going to jump on that. I'm actually looking forward to the Monmouth block. That we've got. I love
1: the, the thoughts of Monmouth hockey and Monmouth rugby you know, on the same time. That Monmouth block. We know that Monmouth are good rivals in hockey. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard game. Um, and and it's always yeah. a hard game, Impressive. and, it's, and it's, great that we've got, yeah. it's great that we've got that day. And I know the, the, the kind of Monmouth game last year for the girls was a, was a big occasion. And I'm sure <laughs> you can't wait to get back into that one, and I'm looking That'd forward to the boys playing. Um, Monmouth as well, you know, and having girls and boys in that Monmouth block. So, so again, yeah, that that's probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most, I think, out of the uh, out of the season, for sure. Well, thanks, Jack. Good good stuff there, and thank you, Mr. Hill. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, brilliant, and uh, thank you for for joining us. Next, then, we're going to talk about um, sporting news and what's happened in uh, in the, in the in the sporting news over the last week or so. Um, and maybe in particular Athlete Watch if you've, uh, if you've had any uh, athletes that you've been watching any sportsmen or women that you've been watching I'm just going to open it up there.
0: one for me if I may before I disappear Roger Federer how sad oh, are we that yes. he's gone absolutely. we're going to miss him
1: legend of the game absolutely it's very emotional wasn't it I saw a great photo of them um, they were all in their tux uh, I think it was Andy Murray Djokovic Nadal and Federer and god they looked old but you just think wow these are legends of the game like grown up watching these guys for, for it seems like ages and you guys definitely will would have wouldn't you and they they were around when i was kind of watching and loving sport when i was younger so what a legend serena kind williams of as well, yeah. oh of course yeah absolutely so two idols yeah. two idols of the game she's been doing it for ages she's most successful and i'm pretty sure that when we do our kind of top 10 athletes i reckon serena williams is going to come in on that list somewhere i'm sure she will um, but yeah, Roger Federer, well, and so that's a that's great kind of uh, one to, to throw in. Anybody else? Any, anyone else got anything about athlete watch or sport that's been going on?
5: Well, this week, there was a really, well, this weekend, there was a really controversial case which uh, re-sparked a debate in the cricketing community, and that was the Indian mankad controversy. So, there was a controversial run-out in the England women's one-day international versus India, and England were on the verge of an unlikely victory when Indian bowler Deep Sharma ran out Charlie Dean, who was out of her ground at the non-striker's end. Uh, the English team were ultimately bowled out for 153 as India took
1: the game win to confirm their series victory. Jack, do you want to explain what actually happened? Yeah. To, to kind of, and why the controversy is? and it, it, You're right, it's okay. m- massively controversial. So... Essentially, uh, in cricket, it's a very, there's a lot of
5: sportsmanship, it's, uh, it focuses on fair play. And the Mankad controversy is where, well, it originated through a, an Indian player called Vinu Mankad. And he, he stumped uh, the opposing batsman who was um, at the non striker's end and was out of their ground and didn't anticipate being stumped, so he was out of, out of his ground. And it was controversial because although it's not essentially cheating, a lot of people have criticised it. They've said, you know, it's not in the spirit of sport. It's not the way you're supposed to win. So it's kind of so like when they walk out of their crease, Yeah, they, like, they walk out of their they crease try, and try and stumped. sneak a few yards. Yeah, yeah, they sneak a few yards to get some quick runs and then ultimately they, they pay the price and get stumped. And there's a lot of. Um, opposing beliefs about this.
4: I know yeah. Dan thinks. You know, he thinks not sure. At yeah, Dan, Dan
1: might think it's not yeah. fair. Yeah. It's fair. You know?
4: yeah. yeah, I think it's fair. It's the rules of the rules. Well, right? if you're out of your, your zone or you're creased? Play it. to the game and it's quick thinking. And obviously, did and only won the game? So, yeah. Mr. Hill, do you
1: remember the first inc- incident that happened when the the, the,
4: the, the mankad? That's that's the kind of first player that I, I can
1: picture it. I saw it on TV and. And what should happen? Should they give them a warning? Should they tell them that, you know, you're out of your crease or what's the kind of protocol? That's right,
0: absolutely. You're supposed to be alert the umpire. The umpire gives the batsman a warning or batswoman a warning and, uh, and then you go from there. Apparently the Indians say that there was warnings given during that. The English team are denying that. Uh, ultimately, India won, England lost, but yeah. I'm with Dan. I think, uh, you know, if you're going to step out of your ground, I mean, when you're in the ground, in your ground, you're safe. When you're not, you're not. You know the rules. You know yeah, I've think
1: i got to stick that. The rules are the rules, aren't they? If you step out of the line, you, you kind of, you're trying to get an advantage, aren't you? And if you're trying to get an advantage over your opponent and your opponent takes exception to that, then you're out, you're out. And I would yeah. definitely say that.
5: In but, comparison with other sports, I think, to be fair, in football and rugby, if you try and take advantage of the rules and push those boundaries, if you get caught out, you get caught out. I think the only opposing argument would be with cricket being a a sport around respect and fair play I think maybe cricket purists might argue you know what our sport is the foundations of our sport lie in fair play and respect and sportsman like conduct so they'd say potentially you shouldn't be yeah and maybe, and maybe they, they should advantage. have gone
1: through and made it clear yeah that you know if yeah you that's that again, the question you
5: might you might yeah kind of I think run the, the risk the the batswoman she was really distraught um, upon the original decision but she shook hands with the with the opposition and yeah, yeah. I so think the we fallout the, fall, the fallout is playing out in
1: the news now isn't it and I think yeah. he's yeah. kind of arcs Morgan to arc. he's leading the charge yeah, on Twitter. He's he's, very yeah. he's, <laughs> he's not happy at all <laughs> he's very kind of <laughs> about yeah. It, isn't yeah. It? yeah I think he's got an opinion about everything. Right. Um, has anybody else got uh, athlete watch or anything they've noticed in the news this
2: week about sport? Yeah, big week in the uh, Gallagher Premiership this week. Yeah, lots of big close games, especially um, the Saracens Gloucester game and the Exeter Harlequins game. Uh, the uh, Exeter uh, Harlequins game going right down to the death with an eighty-first minute try by uh, Christ Chuzinza Chus- uh, to make it. Welsh player let's just say Welsh Welsh player Well, Welsh player very very good and actually in the Saracens game with a last minute uh, last minute penalty yeah uh, no last minute sorry conversion by uh, Owen Farrell to make it 41-39 but yeah very tight games
1: and a great win yesterday for uh, Dragons over Munster as well Um, so we must remember the Welsh regions as well and and Dragons (coughs) they've had a bit of a tough ride over the last I think it was their first home victory for over a year Um, so they've had a tough, tough ride and the a bit of Munster side who uh, who who lost to Cardiff Blues or Cardiff Rugby the two weeks before. It's uh, it's not been a good start for Munster, but a good start for uh, the Dragons and. I, I, uh, I thought we'd sure. be talking about Reese
0: Amat dating Emma Raducanu. Ah, sure that. so, um, that's, that's maybe gossip. that's for another one. Gossip
1: for sure. <laughs> Anybody else got anything they uh, they think you know? What's happened in the news this week? We could talk lots of different things about Wales getting relegated from their group in um, in the football, but also England also getting relegated from their group as well, and that's going to give them a tough ride in the in the European qualification stages. Um, has any, anybody else noticed? Or any athletes in particular?
2: I'd have to say Henry Arundel's try against. Um, uh, who is it against? Uh, in the game yesterday his acceleration it, against Bristol Bears it was absolutely mental yeah acceleration was ridiculous yeah, Eighty metre try to uh, run the whole field it's yeah absolutely yeah. And,
1: and we should really mention as well rugby league and I know it often gets forgotten actually St Helens have uh, won the Challenge Cup um, the fourth time in a row which has made history um, which is you know very difficult to win trophies as as you as I'm sure you're aware um, and to win that four years in a row is a, is a massive uh, achievement so um, that'll become a bit of a feature each week, we'll, we'll kind of review things that, that have gone on in the world of sport and um, we'll we'll kind of uh, ask for your opinions on those, so I look forward to those next week as well. Okay, and lastly, we're just going to kind of do a quick review about what's happening in Christ College over the next week, so what sport's going to be happening, anything you're looking forward to in particular but out, of these, out of these fixtures. Um, so... Next week's sports review, we have under 16 and under 13 netball tournament. We've got badminton fixture versus Luckton. The girls' first 11 play Pate's Grammar, which is gonna be a great fixture, um, one that hasn't happened for a while. Then we've got under 13s and under 12s hockey um, playing uh, Catherine Lady Berkeley, which is gonna be a great great kind of set of fixtures. The rugby blocks we've got. first um, are playing Ellesmere College and Bay's Leg. And then the under-14s and 13s and 12s play a block fixture against And uh, There's a netball tournament for the under-18s and under-14s next week. And on the Saturday, we've got a really big hockey block versus Mal- Malvern St. James and a big rugby block um, from Mount Kelly, who are making the trip up for a, for a weekend, which uh, is a long way for them to come, but we're, uh, we're looking forward to receiving them.
2: Where is Mount Kelly?
1: In Devon. Devon. I think yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh it's a it's a it's a good old trip. We we traveled to Blundells <laughs> on Saturday, and that took about two hours twenty minutes, and they're a bit further down from uh, from Blundells. So um, great trip to Blundells on on Saturday. Really good, uh, interesting story. I'm just going to finish maybe finish with this actually. Um, that Mr. Goodrich made the trip along with us to uh, to Blundells on on Saturday, and he brought this very precious um, fixture card that you know we didn't have mobile phones when we were at school here. Um, So he brought his fixture card that he kept a track of all the results Um, and every pupil had this fixture card and it showed how many teams had been put out Um, and back, he won't mind me saying this, but back 30 years ago um, to the very same weekend that we went to Blundell. So 30 years ago, very same weekend, Mr. Goodrich was making the trip down to Blundell's on that very same day and he came up on Saturday again um, and he lost that trip down to Blundell's 30 years ago. And I'm I'm pleased to say that uh the under sixteens won, so uh, got a bit of retribution there for him. But um yeah, really interesting that uh, we, we had these little fixture cars that you would keep it now now we keep it on our phones, etc. But um really nice bit of kind of Christ College history there, and I'm sure lots of uh, the old Broconians and parents will uh, will remember things like that as well. Right, guys, so that, that's brilliant, and you know, I've really enjoyed that that kind of yeah. flown by. Really good. good. Well done everybody. Hold well fl- on, flown by. For the last hour we've talked about sports and and kind of a, a really kind of interesting conversation. Um, firstly, what I'm going to say is, is great. This, this kind of podcast is hopefully is going to kind of go out for lots of people to listen to. Um, listeners, if you are listening, we'd love you to answer the poll that we've started about who the greatest sportsmen and women are of our kind of generation and of history. and And, and please click on the link. Um, that's sent out with the, with the, with the podcast and, and get involved in that poll and we'll, we'll discuss and kind of track that how it goes over the next few weeks and, and see who's leading the charge there um, I'd just like to say thank you to all of uh, all of you for turning up today and, 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 and giving your time Mr Hill for being here um, and um, hopefully we'll share the podcast listen to the podcast tell your friends about those, this podcast and, um, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll, you'll tune in and listen, listen once again thank you